Hello everyone, you're listening to America Meditating Radio. We collect wisdom, inspire each other, and empower hearts on demand 24-7. I'm Sister Jenna, host of the syndicated America Meditating Radio. Join us as we talk one-on-one with leading experts who answer life's most compelling questions. Because in a world of uncertainty, we need answers right here, right now. America Meditating Radio, a show for everyone to learn more about this amazing thing called life. Who are you? Let me just ask you that again. Who are you? Here's the 
diamond of it all. Knowing how you actually want to feel is the most potent form of clarity that you can have. And generating those feelings is the most powerfully creative thing that you can do with your life. It is your birthright to have your desires fulfilled. Every desire is a prayer. Desire is the underpinning of manifestation. markers 
whenever your name comes up or whenever one of your beautiful programs come up, I feel it's a direct connection or a direct up-leveling saying, yes, (laughs) you're keeping your divine appointment. Right. I love that. And we need a lot more divine appointments, don't we? We do. It's such an incredible time that we are going through collectively in humanity. And more than ever, what we're thinking, what we're feeling, our behavior our connection to family and friends and the environment matters. And more than ever, we are realizing what different small acts make in the longevity of others, an extension of the greatest good that can come through each person. It's the little things. It's the subtle energies. We're realizing and recognizing that so much as a collective. That is so true. Yesterday... Bonnie Meyer, who's the author of Perfectly Peered and the Meyer Foundation, sent me 60 roses. And, you know, a lot of my close friends know I'm going through a health opportunity. And I thought to myself that when she just did that, I'd said, that is so thoughtful to have just had the thought and then put it into action and then to make that happen. I was just so touched by the simple act of kindness that was conveyed in my receiving those roses yesterday. That's so beautiful. I think roses and friendships that amplify your health blossoming. I see everything as a signal or energy and how beautiful. As a medical intuitive, I almost want to dive in (laughs) right here and go, let's connect about your health see what's happening with your body, but if it's okay with you, we'll do that off air. Yeah, that's fine. We can do that off air because today is all about you. Your story is incredible. You come from such a journey. Can I tell you, you are amazing. You stand strong in your power, and that's not always easy. And I remembered when we were in California, and just hearing your narrative, it was quite inspirational. Would you like to tell our listeners just a little bit about the journey of Sarah Larson and how she's gotten to where she is right now? For asking, I think for me the most important thing, Gandhi says, my life is my message. One of the things that that I've focused most on is what's the most that I can do. And I have a core belief in you cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive source. You can't outgive the universe. And so what's the most you can do? Wanting to give from your heart, from the overflow. I was born in Pakistan to a very beautiful, educated grandmother and very young mother. My mom was 13 when she got married. My grandmother was 12 when she got married. It was just as the custom. And Over the course of many, many years, I've grown to understand people act based on what they value. And I had near-death experiences between the ages of 14 and 19 because I, too, had an arranged marriage. And yet I had my beautiful grandmother's way, teachings, experiences to help me get through all of the harm that was 
coming my way at the time. The near-death experiences helped me understand that we're connected so deeply to something beyond religion. I couldn't find an experience that could emulate or convey what the near-death experiences were like. And so that is near-death experiences surviving, then learning to feel and thriving allowed me to be able to just serve at the greatest level. I went to medical school in the third best med school in India, and I graduated from the Medical Universities of the Americas with the intent of working in non-government organizations for villages and women that were like me that didn't have access to medicine or education, young in their nature, young in their age, young in the community's development and how they connect and utilize young women to move society along. So, oh my gosh, getting into medical school, being part of non-government organizations and learning to serve wherever I was once I left non-government organizations because I was becoming a wife and a mother. And life in those villages, in those regions are hard. And I didn't want to bring my young family, my children, into experiencing that. I wanted to give them all of the resources that I could to advance their stability. So I learned to serve wherever I am. I think it's a Rumi quote, wherever you are, be the heart of that place. So from the NGOs, I went into learning about education and learning and utilizing the wisdom that my grandmother had given me in the medical intuitive form. She was the village healer, and she helped me understand the subtle signs that you can see medical distress in the hands, in the eyes, in the way that your skin shows up. I learned to interpret and use the light that I see around the body to be able to really release and connect with and understand the energy and motion that's causing dis-ease. When we understand emotions connected to stress, to factors, most of the time, the factors are not our fault. They're transgenerational that cause dis-ease or learning that emotions and how we express them in our mind, body, and spirit really creates either a miracle, an extension of life, or it creates a returning to a true nature. of Very powerful, you know. Every night I do an evening one-hour program because our meditation museums are all closed due to the pandemic. So to keep staff and our friends who used to come regularly, I do this evening program called Spiritual Vaccine. And before the show begins, you know, you're doing prep half an hour, 45 minutes before it starts. And I'm just sitting there and I'm looking into the screen looking at myself for the first time where I'm really not looking at myself like I usually do, and I'm just looking at me, and I said, I don't see this health opportunity. I'm looking in my eyes. I'm looking in my energy field. And I said, 
I can see if something is about to happen or something is there for me that I have to go through it. And I'm looking at my energy, Sarah, and I'm going, I don't see it. And then the realization that came over me last night was, you're being sacrificed for something. You know when they used to do sacrifices? Like there's something energetically, there's something going on just all around you, and there's a sacrifice that's being made, and what you will be going through or doing, it's going to bring some sort of a realization or shift. And I thought that was the only reason, and I could do a whole bunch of reasons why, okay, you know, if not me, then who, right? Things have to happen to everybody. But I just kept looking into my eyes, and I said, I don't see that. I just don't see it. I just paused last night, and I just said, it's like a sacrifice, you know, and you really are just being used for something greater. I don't know what it is, but I'm investigating it. And that's where we are. So I get that, where it could even be generational. It could be that. And it just could be something where you have the strength to cope with certain things and there's something that needs to come out. You know, I'm not using this as a negative example, but like George Floyd, he was like sacrificed, right? How many black American men have been killed by police officers? But his became so amplified that it made a difference. That it made a difference. And George Floyd, we had so much footage before now, so many stories, so much that shared it. But George Floyd's footage really allowed everyone, the collective consciousness, to truly see it in a way that's never been seen before. And what you share about your energy of sacrifice and this energy of All nature, I believe, is self-correcting. God, source, love, however we label it, is within us, is self-correcting. And your body is a collection or a bridge of everything for generations, the DNA. The new science of epigenetics teaches us that there's DNA and then there's surrounding proteins that modulate it. And you're the bridge. And I believe one of the things that might be useful to consider is God loves us. Nature loves us. Like those flowers blossoming, it's no sacrifice for them to shine, to emulate all that they have. And what I'm hearing or reading in your body is that you're body is correcting the nature belief that was not quite fully set in your body yet that says you must sacrifice in order to demonstrate love, demonstrate service, demonstrate things that you value at the highest level. And a core belief that we're finding in those that find miraculous shifts in their body, a core correcting of nature is give from the overflow. Give from your overflow of self and not necessarily from the well. So what that means is your body is possibly stating that you've got to give from the overflow because entrained in 
your multiple generations is this feeling of proving that worthiness or proving goodness by sacrificing. For example, the roses don't have to prove anything. They just are. And so your body is now helping be the bridge between, oh, my gosh, Sister Jenna, just be, celebrate and give from the overflow and give your body rest so that you're giving from the overflow rather than from the well. I follow you, and you are everywhere in service in so many areas. And so I can feel in your body that need for giving from the overflow. Mm, That makes a lot of sense, Sarah. I really resonate with that. And it was interesting last night's realization. I had not had it before. And there has been two big realizations that have been emerging. One was not knowing that I was carrying a resentment. I don't know if it was from past births. But also the whole notion of just being open to receiving love because I was always on the end of the giver, the sharer, the nurturer, the mother, the father, to make sure everybody's okay. So it's been amazing. Let's talk about thoughts and manifesting our thoughts. We hear a lot about manifesting and the power of our thoughts, and you've said that manifesting isn't magic. It's really about your vibration frequency. Could you explain to our listeners what is the key to successful manifesting? Let's say I have been really focusing on manifesting all the energies in my body, just completely happy and at peace. Oh, my gosh. It's so beautiful to connect with the thought that faith goes up the stairs that love has built and looks out the window which hope has opened. That's a quote from Charles H. Spurgeon. And what's shared there is really manifesting. And I love that I'm in my office here in Los Angeles area the manifestation of this office started in spirit, then moved into mental and emotional energy, and now a physical office stands. So every building has a spiritual component. Driving by or going across the land, there's spirit to a space. And then mental energy and emotional energy come in. And mental energy is like the architects and the emotional energy is the city planners and the bankers that finance the building. And then there is the physical standing of the building. And so it's this beautiful manifestation. Altogether, the physical has all of these incredible emotional energy, emotion, mental, and spiritual components to it. So manifesting starts in spirit, starts in faith. And it moves through the energy. Your body can only heal or manifest in the current moment. And it does when you're stressed or when there's fear, your body shuts down being able to see the higher choices. When you're relaxed, when you're in faith or when you're in love, your body can See your receptors, the higher choices that are always around you. And so manifestation occurs from having a practice that really allows you to 
stay in the current moment, stay in love, and practice behaviors and practice messages to yourself that allow you to receive the greatest Mm. good that can come through you or through the physical realm. Beautiful. Again, you know, I believe a lot in thoughts, and I think many of our listeners have focused and understood the importance of their thinking and how thinking actually creates the reality around them. And so what you've just said was very spot on. You've co-founded the Miracle Makers Academy, and I'd love to hear more about its mission and what does it do, how did it get started. I love that. I love the word miracle, and I believe that one day we'll have a full science behind it. Much of what we considered magic in the past, we now can see is a miracle. And the vision of Miracle Makers Academy is to make a world that works for 100% of humanity in the shortest time possible through spontaneous cooperation without ecological offense or disadvantage to anyone. Our vision here at Miracle Makers uses a Dr. Minister Fuller quote to really amplify what we're doing. And we believe the first decision that you can make is to remake yourself. Your body remakes itself and so does everything else in nature because you're unique and because you have foresight, your vision, what you're holding in your mind's eye, what you're rehearsing creates our future. And so there is so much within you that knows and manifests. And so Miracle Makers Academy is a group of individuals that are committed to being of service and to remake ourselves. And they're the network as well as an online community. And we work together to amplify what can come through us. And so right now we have regular meetings online that allow us to use our energy to build each other's miracles and build each other's possibilities to connect each other with groups that are working in the areas that will help generate the changes, the results that each individual in Miracle Makers is longing to create or working on creating. So in other words, you don't have to do it alone. You can join a group that excites you and inspires you and connects with you on a regular basis to create the miracle that can only come through you just like your eyes, just like your hands, just like your DNA, you have a particular signature, a particular way, frequency, and vibration. And when you connect your frequency and vibration with others that are on purpose, creating miracles, you can't help but have that spiritual energy, the shift in mental and emotional connection with each person and so your physical world begins to make miracles Mm -hmm. gotcha i've been liking this word miracle a lot (laughs) in the last month or two (laughs) i was just like oh i'm looking for a miracle i understand that doing service and as you mentioned earlier 
is a really important part of our lives right now. And sometimes people are still feeling like they're locked down at home, and there are a lot of people that don't really have as much things to pass the time in a way that's useful or worthwhile for them. Any ideas as to how people could be of service even during this lockdown? During this lockdown, being of service is inventive. We are inventing new ways as you're sharing. And one of the most important is go through your phone book. And especially those that might be in the high-risk factors, pick up the phone and call them. I've called so many people within my phone book that I hadn't spoken to but I did a small project with that might be in the high-risk category. And so when you do an act of service, which is it's kind of frightening for some people to pick up the phone and call someone they haven't talked to in a long time, but that act of courage, that only boosts the immunity within your body, creates circulation from your heart that helps you be able to overcome but it does it for the other person as well. All of our recent science shows every act, Good Samaritan act, that adds to the process of life has an effect on your body. And so the first thing that I would do is go through your phone book or your cell phone contact list and call people that you haven't connected with in a long time, especially those that might be at high risk and say, I just wanted to call you and connect with you because these are different times, and I just wanted you to know I was thinking of you and wishing you well. And leaving a message like that will make a major difference possibly for someone that's all alone or doesn't have necessarily all of the resources. A second thing that might be possible is right now our suicide rate need a lot of people to man the phone, so to speak. And so finding in your local area the isolation and lack of touch and connection has been especially hard for 14 to 19-year-olds. And yet most of them have cell phones or most of them have access to a phone. If you can be trained in suicide prevention or work on a hotline, that will allow this deep connection, deep relationship building with someone just on the phone that is really of service. I walk around my neighborhood with my rubber boots on and my rubber gloves and my mask, and I pick up trash, and I will drive to neighborhoods that need that kind of awareness in its nature. So I've driven around, parked, taken a big bag, and cleaned up neighborhoods instead of just side and walking in nature and hiking. And again, it's always from the overflow, meaning I'm not doing it because I feel like I should. I just feel a want to contribute. I need to exercise a want for it to happen in a way that adds to the process, the continuation of life. And so going and cleaning up neighborhoods that have trash on the street or aren't as well kept in our area has been 
and is such a boost. And it's something you can do safely. You know, it goes back to the opening of our discussion when you were saying that it's really about the small things that we can do to really touch each other's hearts and really come to that place. Look, you know, I think you and I could go on and keep talking over and over again. (laughs) We need to do a part two to our discussion because what you have to say is very clear, it's very poignant, and we do need more of this sort of a narrative because now people are looking for information and materials that can help them to really transcend this particular period in their lives. It's such an awakening In closing, what would you say is the message that we're getting from this pandemic, the protest, now we have an upcoming election approaching, and we all know that ain't going to be pretty, but especially in America, what do you think we are actually needing to realize for ourselves? What are these times trying to signal to us that we need to realize? realizing at the darkest moment of the mission or existence or you being here, at the darkest moment of the mission is the time that you need to be calm, to be kind. Your inner strength, your inner truth, your very best self comes in integrity. And I love the word integrity In the nitty-gritty, that's how I define integrity. You break it up into the nitty-gritty. So it's at these moments is to really realize that your integrity is your energy and you are adaptive intelligence. And so you get to bring forward the energy of what I call the three graces. Right now, during this time, you get to recognize, is it time for you to be the ultimate giver, the giver that gives without attachment or strings attached in any shape or form, the first grace, right, that giving grace. Also, as important, the receiving grace, the one that receives and receives again with no strings attached, pure joy of receiving and uses what is received to really enjoy the act of knowing there's these graces, you are grace. And then that third grace, which is to witness, be a no-strings-attached witness of that which is being given and that which is being received. In other words, really bringing forward your inner strength to notice your inner dialogue, your inner thoughts, your inner meditations, and where there is any kind of injury, giving the pardon, giving the forgiveness. And I believe God forgives us. God has a picture of us on if God had a metaphorical refrigerator. There's nothing that we can do that will fall out of the graces of God in my belief system. And so this question of is it time for me to give and just give this forward without expecting anything back? Is it time for me to receive (laughs) and just be a gracious receiver? Is it time for me to witness and notice the emotions that I'm having 
and bring those to the highest level of witnessing the kindness, the inner strength, the beauty in humanity. And so protest, wow, so many of us are getting together because it matters. It really matters. And finally, here's the time with the virus, really understanding, wow, little choices, a mask, distancing, washing hands, good hygiene practice, boosting my immune system is an act of giving to my community. And then, of course, voting in the upcoming election is truly moving forward what we have witnessed. We are powerful with the protest, with the peace rallies, with the virus. We really are making a difference. And as a group, as a community, as a humanity, to truly make a difference in our governments and in our religions and in our houses and homes. Beautiful. You've left us with, I think, very important ideas and thoughts that we can nurture and ponder on even more for deeper realizations because it is an awakening and there are miracles happening every day as we speak. And why not? I think we are definitely a part of the miracle. Leave us with a website that we can get more information on you. And thank you so much for joining us today. Really appreciated our time together. Oh, I really appreciate it, too. My heart is smiling <laughs> all the way into my face and into my energy. Find all of the resources is drsarahlarson.com. And on Dr. Cheryl Larson, we've got a vaccination for upcoming vaccinations that might be occurring. So we've got five plant medicines that you can begin to take right now that will help your body be able to not only, quote, unquote, fight infection, but boost your ability to cleanse anything that you do if a vaccination comes through. And so that's at drsarahlarson.com. And then our community is Miracle Makers Academy. And with that, it's just a beautiful group of people. Once you join, someone reaches out to you to welcome you into the community and helps explain what we're doing here and how you can participate. Sounds perfect. Thank you so very much. Stay safe and to be continued. To be continued. Much Mm -hmm. love. All the best. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. That was Dr. Sarah Larson. And again, I would love to just continue talking with her. Everything she said made sense and was actually quite poignant. And I think things that we can really look into more and more. Remember, no one can take away your happiness unless you give them permission. And We really are here to love each other the same, so let's do that. Pause every hour in the hour for your traffic control. Give peace to self, give peace to others, and to the country. Take care. Here's I'm Blessed by Karen Drucker. Be well. I am so grateful for all that I have.
Sister Jenna, you've been listening to America Meditating Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Did you enjoy that conversation? Because you can also listen to it on Spotify or on iTunes, 24-7, anytime, anywhere. I do trust we all have inner power to become our very best. When we listen with curiosity to learn more, we grow. So thanks so much for tuning in, and do be easy on yourself. Take care.